Welcome to episode 69 of the UK Run Chat podcast. I'm Joe Williams, but in today's interview, your host will be Michelle Mortimer, also known as Miles with Michelle on social media. In this episode, Michelle chats with ultra runner and author Mikhail Panyusen. Please do give us feedback on the podcast, either on our social media channels or our email is info at ukrunchat.co.uk. Enjoy this episode with Michelle and Meg, and we will see you on the next episode. Welcome to the UK Run Chat podcast today. I'm your host, Michelle Mortimer, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Mikhail Ponhoysen, I hope I've pronounced that right, who is an accomplished ultra runner and author from the Netherlands. Um, so Mig has completed multiple ultra marathons. Um, he's the author of the book In the Spell of the Barclay, which has just been translated into English. So we're really excited to chat to you today about your running experiences and your new book. So welcome. Um, I believe you're joining us from Greece. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Yeah. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> yes, I'm in Greece now at the moment. Yes. So wh- whereabouts yeah. are you? Oh, I'm I'm in the Peloponnese now, in the south of the uh, of the country, and uh, I'm here for a climbing, short climbing holiday, rock climbing holiday, and uh, normally I'm living uh, half of my time in the Netherlands and half of my time in in Greece. I'm uh, a journalist and uh, kind of a digital nomad, so I can travel and go wherever I want and work or uh, do other things that I, I'm interested to do. Oh, yeah, fantastic. My... What a life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so you started out climbing, didn't you? So just tell us a little bit about your, your background and your introduction to ultra running, really, from there. How do you go from climbing extreme vertical faces to running ultra marathons? Yeah, this is, uh, for me, there are, there are two kind of ultra runners, let's say, people who get into ultra running, uh, let's say at least ultra trail running, what I was doing, so not uh, running uh, road races, but uh, running in, in the in mountains or in forests or in natural areas. And one of the gr- of these groups is coming from, um, from the, let's say, the normal athletes, which started running like marathons or uh, races or um, you know, like road races or even in stadium. And uh, they get into this ultra uh, or trail running or ultra trail running or whatever. And uh, they have this as a background. So they are very interested in time, in distance, in speed, and uh, let's say all the normal issues that yeah. uh, you're confronted with if you are running on the road. And I'm coming from another, I have another background and it's more like the adventure or a, a mountaineer background. And uh, so I used to be, as a young as a young person, I used to go to the mountains. I used to do rock climbing. I went into glaciers. I went into the Alps to, to climb mountains. And uh, then in a later age, I started to do running and uh, I like to do this in, in mountain areas. So I have a background uh, with a lot of vertical, <coughs> let's say, issues. I'm, yeah. used to, I'm used to be, let's say, in higher elevations or uh, I, I know what it is to carry a rucksack, to carry some weight on your back. And uh, so this is more... Um, well, this is this. Let's it. It gives a different mindset to, you know, like to this kind of um, running. 
yeah yeah definitely so yeah that that more adventurous side of being on the trails in the high mountains appeals and and you've done some really mountainous long races haven't you like ptl is one that you chatted about in the book quite a lot yeah for me it started as um uh I, let's say i was a mountaineer I, I, I was mostly climbing and uh the only running or hiking i did was to go to a rock face and uh well this was the just before i started running and uh let's say to go for for um for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour maybe an hour to go to the to the cracks or to you know like this was this was let's say my my hiking in the years just before starting running so i didn't do a lot of uh mileage let's say and uh, uh then i learned uh that i i started to be like more um concerned about my my physical condition i said okay uh this climbing is not really like a sport it's more like an activity it's more like a mental balance it's more like it's it's about danger and then uh, i i started to do some 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 training some one hour runs and then let's say this started to be like 10 kilometers or uh, a little bit more like 11 12 13 and then i did my first smaller race 14 kilometers it was i remember and then this grew let's say slowly to 21 kilometers 25 kilometers 30 kilometers and it ended up doing let's say races like 50 60 70 kilometers wow and then and this was let's say the moment in which i got in contact with the uh with websites and information about uh more long distance running yeah and i came into contact with the i found uh, somewhere on the internet a report about a very strange race and this was uh, um the called the barkley marathons and uh, i didn't know anything about this race and i didn't find anything about this race um on the internet and the report that i Red was very interesting, and so uh, yeah, it was like 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 a very strange thing to me. But because I didn't find anything about this race, I I left it like it was, and I went on with my running. You had a very different introduction to the Barclay, didn't you? Because a lot of runners nowadays tend to have done huge races, and they're often quite well known now when they decide that they're ready for the Barclay. Um, yes, so you... this is clear. Normally, normally people who get into contact with the Barkley, they are like uh, because Barkley is a hundred mile race. Um, they know already how you know like how to run long races. They did maybe like some three, four, five, maybe ten uh, hundred miles in their life, so they have a lot of they had a lot of experience on this ultra running. And I was just I, I had I, I've done some when I get for the first time on the Barkley. I have done some um long races some ultras but not like not a hundred kilometer or a hundred miles so i mm-hmm. i just went to a little bit more than a marathon but uh i was very interested in the subject and uh, very interested in the race and uh, so i i after not finding the information i wanted or i needed uh i i bought a ticket to 
to Knoxville to Tennessee from the Netherlands and uh, I just went over to find out what it was. So I went wow. to the Barclay and I found a way like to to pay for my tickets by selling an article about it on on forehand so I knew that like my 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 trip would be like covered. Yeah. And um, I went to visit the race and uh, to just as a journalist, not as a runner. And there, when I came into this first time into this park where this race was held, um, I found I found um, a group of people there, which were the runners that were there and the, at the start and the finish in the in the park were uh, a really kind of very interesting uh, runners people that were busy with this very extreme sports uh, uh, doing extreme distances uh, behaving in an extreme way uh, um, uh, and also they were uh, uh, very they formed like like a very nice group of people around me they were like like uh, from the first moment i was there they formed like they were like a family to me and they thought okay who is this guy that's coming all the way this way from from europe there were no europeans at that time in the barclay and um uh, he, he's very interested in our uh, obscure race and uh, yeah. Um, they just said, uh, come, and they showed me, you know, like everything and ins and outs, and they explained me everything, how things worked and stuff. And and so I ended up the year after, that we're speaking 2011 now, and, uh, uh, but one Barclay loop, that the five loops, but one Barclay loop was, let's say, about, okay, I, I run a little bit more than this, like 20 miles, but yeah. it was about my extreme my, my my these were about my limitations but this was one loop and so five loops are far beyond my 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 possibilities mm-hmm. and uh so but i was so by the atmosphere and um, the people around this race they were so uh so warm so overwhelming so so this is such a nice experience that that they just um invited me the for uh, 2012 to participate in this race and uh, and uh, so well I, I said at first uh, this is not this is not within my possibilities but later on I said uh, when I when I went home after my first visit and I wrote my article and I got my my the reactions of people about yeah. about this strange race then 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 it started like something started to grow inside of me and said okay let's let's give it a try you know let's let's see and experience how it is so in 2012 i was not really well prepared but i came to to participate for the first time in this race and uh and 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 there again like i had this experience of 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 this group of people that that were taking care of me and helping me and and you know like bringing me mentally and not physically but mentally as far as I could in this race and uh, and let's say this um, later became like um, the 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 first uh, steps for me into ultra running yeah. um, uh, because I. I, I I became really interested in what this was, this ultra running, and um, and Barkley became like uh, 
a prototype example of uh, of uh, of an ultra race for normal runners for normal ultra runners let's say Barkley is something very extreme and strange and and exceptional and this is not ultra running but it's something something like way beyond ultra running and for me this became like okay so this is ultra and uh, so the in the races i i was doing later i always took the barkley as my standard like okay. for, normal people, for normal ultra runners if there are any normal ultra runners <laughs> uh, this is a very extreme form of 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 ultra running and for me it became okay this is how ultra running should be yeah and uh yeah this was this very interesting so this is the start of uh, a longer ultra career let's say for me okay. in which yeah and I, I i started to do when i came back after my first uh, race in 2012 uh in the summer after because it's normally in the in the first month of the year the the barkley um in the summer that followed on my first Barkley I started to do some races in the Alps from 120 130 kilometers and I started to learn how to struggle let's say with fatigue and uh, like uh, uh, sore muscles and the mind that is refusing and yeah like like the willing not to go on anymore like to 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 really reach your limits and uh i learned how slowly uh race by race how to deal with these feelings and uh, uh, get to finishes uh, from different races anyway and though you didn't want to at a certain moment in the race always there was always a moment in the race where i wanted to stop going on and uh, something inside me just decided made me going on and and finish these races and uh, not always because i had to learn how it worked in my in in, in my system let's say and uh, this this was very valuable experience for for me and as a runner as a, as a person to, yeah. to 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 deal with all this and these experiences helped me I, at, at least I, I hope that it would help me to have a little bit more success in the Barclays to to come and uh, so in 2013 I went again and uh, and in 2014 I went again but I never managed to get more than to get further than one and a half loop yeah uh, in these first three series of three Barclays and then in 2016 I managed uh, finally to to do two loops in the Barclay but um, uh, before this I, I one year before the the 2016 Barclay for me for example I I, I run a PTL in in France a huge race for more than 300 kilometers with uh, uh, 26,000 uh, meters of elevation change, which is a grueling race. Uh, yeah, so this is like a mountain marathon, isn't it? With no, there's no set route. Is that right? No, it's 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 a non-stop race. Let's yeah. say so you go on like for 130, 40 yeah. hours, 50, 150 hours. So it's like 
six days in a row and, and mm. no well you you can stop if you want but it it's all eating let's say a little bit of the time from your limit so yeah. the more you stop the less is your chance that you'll finish it and uh and so yeah so so this is how it worked for me in uh so the the, the all these kind of races became uh they became a kind of training for me, yeah. mental training for all, and and also physical training uh, to get ready for a for a Barkley. This was always in my mind to, you know, like to, to 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 go through this process of uh, becoming mentally so strong that that you will be able to 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 run at least what they call in the Barkley a fun run, which is. Uh, three loops yeah. uh, in 40 hours yeah, yeah that's that's a lot isn't it so can we can we just set the scene for those of our listeners who aren't perhaps familiar with the Barclay although it is growing yeah. in popularity you know especially this year I was hooked on Twitter for about three or four days trying to oh, keep great. up with the tweets um and we had Jasmine Paris she of course started the final loop last year um and Damien Hall did loop five on his first go at it and there were three three winners this year weren't there and that's unusual for the Barclay because it is a tough race what what is it that makes this race so fascinating and just give us an overview of you know what it is and its quirkiness well the um, which is maybe which is more most important of this is that the 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 secrecy of of all this so the Barclay is not a race that you can find uh, that that has for example a website so you cannot find a lot of information official information about about the race there is not a a race date for example so you you don't know when it is you don't know if you found out when it is um, when it's held, when the start is held, then you don't know. No one knows uh, what is the starting time. So yeah. um, it's it's very difficult, and it has quite some uh, details, let's say, of, of this race that mo- most people know that uh, that are very make it like like a magic race, like like maybe you know like the, the first time. For me, my my first experience was that I didn't believe that there was really such thing as a Barclay. There is so yeah. there is so few information about about it that that you you start doubting if it's really existing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a very small race. Maybe it's good. It's it starts in a in a state park uh, in a kind of in a small national. It's not a national park. It's a state park of Tennessee. <laughs> in in the eastern part of the united states uh somewhere uh, far away in the mountains and uh, in um on on a campsite in a magic place which is called the start and finish line it's is the yellow gate which is a gate that uh, is the indication of uh, of the park the start of the park and um uh, like people are gathering there for for three days from these days from all parts of the world from japan europe uh, south america americans canadians from everywhere um uh, just a few of them can participate because there's maximum of 40 people who can participate in the race 
and they are just waiting for the moment to start. And um, then last, the race director uh, is uh, blowing, uh, making some very strange noise on a conch. It's called, it's like a, <laughs> yeah. a seashell. And that is the magic um, uh, indication that there are 60 minutes to go to the start. And uh, last, the race director is giving a starting sign, not with a pistol or a, with a whistle or something, but uh, he's uh, just lighting a cigarette. Yeah. And everyone knows that this is the moment to to start racing, let's say, to start the first loop. Um, the loop, the race consists in five loops. It's five times uh, twenty mile loop, so it's a hundred mile in total. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, every uh, runner has a, a beep, let's say a race number. And uh, along the trail, you'll find some books, hidden books, and. Uh, the every runner used to they 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 they, they, they work as a, like a unmanned checkpoint so yeah. um every book uh the runner has to take the page of this book just take it out of the book uh which is uh, according to your uh, race number so if you're number 20 you take uh, page number 20. Yeah. Uh, so after one loop you get a new race number because the page number 20 if you go in the next loop it's not there anymore in the book yeah. if everything is okay so after um after the loop if after, after you finish one loop you come back to the yellow gate where you started and then last the race director will count your pages so if there are 10 books the number is about 10 books but sometimes it's 12 books sometimes 14 books but it's about yeah. 10 15 books uh, uh, the race director will count your pages after every loop and if one page is missing you're disqualified so this issue with the the pages and the missing pages for all this year i think uh, at least two or three runners were disqualified because they didn't uh, they were not able to show all their pages whether yeah. they lost one or uh, they forgot a book or they couldn't find a book i don't know uh, I know a story from a French guy two years ago that uh, he was standing on a ridge somewhere and there was a strong wind and he had his pages and they just blew away from his oh, hand. No. So oh. it was the end of the race for him. Like yeah. these pages can cause a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I heard this year, did, did a hiker think the race was over and took the book to... Yeah, this was... Uh, uh, one runner... Did, Yes, the 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 guy who was in front of the pack. Let's say it was there were three. Let's yeah. uh, say be sure that there were four people in loop five because Damien also he was in loop five, so in the last loop, and uh, and uh, three of them finished. And the first guy that finished, uh, Aurelien Sanchez, the French guy, he was he came at the last book, and there was no at the, let's say at the location where it was, should be yeah. the last book, and there was no book anymore. So you can imagine him after about 55 hours, yeah. close to 60 hours of running and uh, being so close to, like, let's say, a finish of the Barkley, which is very exclusive. Not, not really not many people can say that they finished the Barkley. No. And he was so close to this. And then he 
just could not find the book anymore. So you can imagine his frustration. At least I can imagine his frustration yeah, or, or panic or or, or 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 state of mind, let's say, in which he he, he would be not finding this book. So he, he decided just to go down and uh, you know, like to go to, to the book because he was very close to, to, to the finish line, to the, to the campsite. And uh, he came down and said, okay, I have no book, but people started... They, 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 you know, like at the finish line, they gave him the book and with a lot of excuses. He had, sorry, there's a guy that thought the race was over and he took the book already. Like it was an ordinary hiker. And uh, so almost destroyed his race. And so it, this was uh, what, like, like one of the very few exceptions that uh, if you do not bring all the pages of the book, let's say your your book page is to the finish that you're not disqualified so he was almost disqualified wow. but okay of course in this time yeah they they gave him like his finish <laughs> yeah so so i mean what is it that makes the barclay so difficult then i mean it's it's taken really strong runners 10 to 12 hours to to do a 20 mile loop you know what what is it about it that is so so difficult that makes it the pinnacle for ultra runners? It, uh, I think uh, basically uh, it's two two things that um, that that should explain this. First, the it's twenty miles, but it's not twenty flat miles. Let's mm-hmm. say it's not twenty miles in in the, in a Dutch polder, which is yeah. meters of elevation. It's uh, it's twenty miles with uh, four thousand meters of elevation ch- wow. change, positive elevation change. Yeah. So I think in in the same distance, the hardest race I ever did in it was in Belgium, with, which has a lot of elevation in some parts, uh, was about uh, one uh, one thousand eight hundred meters, not even yeah. two thousand meters of elevation for the same. Um, let's say for the same distance of a loop yeah. and this is double this elevation change so basically it means that you go up for an hour and then you go down for an hour then you go up for an hour and then you go down again for an hour and then you go up for an hour so wow. it's about so it's five extreme. six seven hundred meters of elevation yeah. change all the time and um, and it's very the, the this uh, elevation change is not in a, in a mild way it's in a very aggressive way so it's yeah. very very steep hills you go up and down and so this is uh, conditionally is very challenging to do, let's say, to do a loop, and let the part to do a second loop or a third or a fourth or even a fifth loop. And so this is one. So it's it's very it's very demanding physically. So the terrain also it's 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 there is not only like to 25-30% is trails and for the rest it's 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 not trails so it's it's yeah. also there are branches of of of, of trees uh, there are rocks rock piles where there's, there's it's a lot of lo- lot of difficulties let's say on on the on the way so it's also in these difficulties also it's it's um, that you have to find your way by navigating so there's no sign there's not a sign posted uh, track or whatever so yeah. you have to be sure to make sure on your map that more or less you go in the right direction. And uh, a second big part is uh, that makes it very difficult is the the uncertainty of everything. So uh, instead of 
being sure that you're on the right track, you, you're never sure that you're on the right uh, place at the okay. Um, um, because there is no official, yeah, there is an official track to follow, but it's not signposted. Yeah. And another part of this insecurity and uncertainty is that, for example, the starting moment is not a given. Yeah. So if a race normally would start at six o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning or at uh, noon or in, in the afternoon, you can prepare mentally for all the week or the month before that, okay, you will sleep until four o'clock in the morning or you'll sleep you'll wake up maybe at 10 to make it as late as possible or you can prepare in this way like you can prepare in a mental way on this challenge to to that that, that you will go to you know like to to try to tackle yeah. and in this way in the Barclay you just don't know so yeah. the race can start from any in any moment from midnight till noon in the next day yeah this is what you know and the only thing you know is that uh, Lash will wake you up with his gunk uh, yeah. 60 minutes before he will light his cigarettes so before the start and this causes uh, a sleepless night by yeah i was gonna say runners. i guess you can't relax when you're waiting for that conch shell can you yeah yeah, yeah. and and even even if let's say let's say the start i think Many times the start is just between nine and eleven somewhere in the morning. So it would be like getting up at seven, have a coffee, and have your breakfast. Yeah. Go to take a shower, maybe do some meditation if you if you want to do you know like everything that you need to do before such a race. But even if it is at nine o'clock or ten o'clock the start, you don't know because it might be at three in the morning. Yeah. So when when you go to bed let's say it's well it's this the the stress already starts let's say in the night before <laughs> this is what you can say yeah and then and then the race takes about 60 hours so so 60 hours it's it's at least it's two nights yeah and maybe three nights yeah and uh it depends in like on this on the starting time and uh Okay, so so it's this this all these kind of things make 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 it make it make it very difficult to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So can I ask a little bit about navigation because um, yes. obviously the, the race rules don't allow any kind of GPS. There's no official route, and no. you basically have to look at a map beforehand with the route drawn out, see where the the books are, and then go and find your way with a just a map and a compass without yes. reference to this original map is that right yes yes yeah yes so the, there is a let's say the the exact track of the race yeah. uh, the race is uh, um, last the race director is, is is changing some details of the race some part of the race yeah. from time to time in order to make it more uh, challenging let's say and uh, so you you just know the exact track of the race yeah. uh, the day before the race. And uh, uh, he makes a master copy, let's say, of, uh, of, uh, of a map. And you can draw the map on your own. You know, like you can draw the lines of the exact track uh, and the, the places where you can find the books on your own map uh, the day before the race. Yeah. So if you... 
if you want to be sure that you know, like you will not having any navigational problems, then normally you make a copy of your own copy as well to have two maps, okay. let's say, to be yeah. sure that uh, somewhere in your backpack there is another copy, like for in case that you lost one of the maps, which also happens. Yeah, so so th this is how you how you get the the track and uh, how you can navigate. So it it requires some navigational skills, but it's it's not it's not orienteering. I mean, it's no. not it's not it, the, the navigation is not so difficult. It's it's pretty easy navigation. But but um, anyway, you you it 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 can be an issue and. And and the most the most runners like like Damien I I, I read this story from Damien Damien mm. Hall the, the 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 English runner that that did it so well this year he did um, yeah. he this is what happens with with, with people who, who go for the first time they they are called virgins in yeah. Barclay language the first comers they are virgins and if you if you're there for a second or more time you're a, you're a veteran you're called a veteran. So yes. most virgins they follow a veteran, okay, on their first, uh, in like in their first Barclay or in their first Barclay loops, but it has some, um, it 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 is a little bit dangerous to do it as a as a as a as a virgin, let's say, to to follow a veteran because you never know how strong the veteran is. And yeah. if the veteran um, uh, is a bit stronger than you are, then and you have to stop for a while to to have a drink or to have a snack or uh, whatever, uh, you know, like to, even to 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 adjust your shoes or whatever, then your risk if you do not follow, you know, on the map where you are exactly in the forest somewhere, then. Then you might risk that uh, the guy you are following is just gone, and you're there at, in your own in the forest, not knowing where to go and where you came from, and yeah. where you are on the map. So, yeah, and I guess you you're not as alert at navigating when you are with somebody like that who knows where they are, are you? Well, so, it, it, yeah, it it depends how strong they are. The, the safest way is to choose, let's say, a veteran who is not as strong as you are physically. And like in order to have some uh, some uh, some extra space or time in like that and or some some extra comfort, but if you do so, then you risk to lose a lot of time. Let's say because the guy, the veteran you're following, is too slow. And uh, another thing that counts is that you never know if the veteran is really you know, like yeah, you are a veteran if you did one loop. You know, like, yeah. so if in the previous year or maybe three years ago, you, you, this this person did one loop and uh, followed another uh, uh, veteran, let's say, you can ask yourself if this person really knows the track, and. Um, uh, uh, so many times, also veterans, they lose, let's say, their uh, the the place where they are, and so they get they really get lost. And so this getting lost is 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 an issue in the Barclay. Yeah. And and especially because it, the race we didn't talk about this is going on for days and nights. So it's this race going on for sixty hours. So big part of the race is during the night. Then. 
Get and then I guess you think you've got the loop in your head and then Laz says, right, you're going in the opposite direction now. So for example, yes. So, again. <laughs> so or, or, or you know the, the loop in yeah. daytime, but yeah. if you go to a forest, you know, even you know yourself in daytime and you go there at nighttime without, you know, it's completely different. It's even so if you have a, if you yeah. have a, some, some light with you, it's, it's completely different uh, terrain. So, and uh, let's see, yes, also the Barclay goes um, uh, clockwise or in counterclockwise direction, depends from every loop. And uh, uh, so if you if you know very well uh, uh, clockwise the, the track, then what happens if you go in the same place counterclockwise? Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty challenging, yes. And uh, getting lost is, I think, also this year, if I remember well, uh, Jasmine Paris also got lost somewhere in some places. So then, okay, normally you just lose some time. And also, let's say it's mentally very, very, very... Uh, demanding if you if you if you are so tired already and you have to make some extra miles or kilometers uh, or or elevation you know because you just took a, a wrong decision somewhere yeah yeah it's tough so yeah there's there's a lot feeding into why it's perhaps the most difficult race ever and i'm i'm sure that Lars will make it very difficult next year because he's constantly he has to make i think everyone is looking forward to what's going on <laughs> next year because Okay, it happened in 2012 also that there were three finishes at the That's time. Right. But 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 just since 2017 there was no finisher yeah. in this race. So this year it was like 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 after five or six years, again there were some finishers, uh, a finisher which became three finishers. Okay, so I think there will be a revenge of the race director for next year. Yeah, and he, he likes to play little tricks like this, doesn't he? Just to kind of you know make things harder. I mean, what what's the deal with bib number one as well? He gives the number one to somebody that he doesn't think will finish a loop. Is that right? Uh, yeah, number one. This is also one of this Barkley uh, yeah. uh, tricks. The number one is the human sacrifice. That's right. Yeah. So this year was another British runner, Nicky Spinks. That's yeah. And uh, normally they the the human sacrifice. Yeah, it's it's a story within a story within a story. Um, the human sacrifice is uh, there is there is a less says that uh, a computer makes uh, um, gives uh, uh, every runner just before the race. He said he put all the the characteristics of the runners who will participate in a, in a computer, and uh, the computer will like an oracle say what's going on. Okay, this is this is a game. <laughs> and and so he said the the, the, uh, uh, the Belgian guy will do very strong in the uphills, but will have some issues finding his way in the downhills. And 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 one of the other things is that uh, there is a um, uh, this human sacrifice comes out yeah. of the computer. Uh, uh, um, let's see how they get the description of uh, how the race will go. And the human sacrifice is the first person to come back to the yellow gate um, uh, with a DNF, let's say, without finishing. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of an ironical, sarcastical oh. um, uh, uh, prediction. But sometimes 
or let's say most of the times this this runners who will have this human sacrifice uh, stigma on their face they they are so motivated to do well that they okay. you know that they 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 perform better than uh, than to be the human sacrifice yes yes yeah I think that, human that, sacrifice, that's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. I think the, the the person who came back now this year for the first time was uh, I think he's seventy five years old. Meanwhile, wow. uh, um, uh, Frozen Ads, the the first yeah. finisher of Barkley, a uh, long time ago. Yeah, I think he was the first to come back this year. Yeah. Yeah, and Ed was the guy that you first got in touch with, wasn't it, Frozen Ed? Is that right? Frozen Ed is a yeah. He's he's a very 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 nice person that is very like an ambassador of the of the Barclay since yeah. all these years and I think about 30 years ago he, he was the 40 years ago he was the first finisher of the Barclay which was at that time uh, 50 miles not yet 100 miles yeah. and uh, he, he he's, he's very if if there are people new in the race, most of the people go to to frozen ads and like and he gives he explains them where to go, how to do, how to prepare if you can prepare what he he's like a guide to many people in this in this in this event yes and he's very i um when I was traveling for the first time to participate, so the second time I went to the United States. He he invited me to come to his home and we stayed there. I was staying with my partner there for two or three mm -hmm. nights, and he was explaining me how to train and how he was training. And he, he's he's a very warm person. He's very very nice nice guy. Yes. So he's, his his training was surprising. Actually, let's talk a little bit about that because in the book you describe the training that you underwent to really, and it's not just about physical training, is it? It's about training your mm. mind. Um, and some of your methods are, I've, I've, I admit I've not heard of them before. Um, you described at one point doing your washing up in the rain as being good training. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Why can we, we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is uh, this is what I what I say about ultra running. A big part of 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 the preparation for an ultra is okay. Part of it is it's 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 physically you have to have a good condition, muscles, and your heart, and yeah. like, like like your system should be well well trained. But a very big part and an underestimated part for ultra running is also the mental part. And the mental part, uh, if I try to explain it in a short way, is that you always come in a, in, a, in in such a challenging situation. You 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 get to a point where, where physically and mentally you say no, I don't want to go on anymore. So yeah. if you do a hundred kilometer race, maybe after forty or fifty or sixty kilometers, you just sit down somewhere on a on a chair or on a on a bed on a couch or on a on a, on a piece of rock that you find on your way, and you say no. I'm finished. I'm done. I cannot go on anymore, and this is normal because you know, like you you push your system to the limit. So, yeah. uh, but going and doing this ultra means going beyond these yeah. limits. Uh, and so, when you are when you choose to sit down on this rock and to allow yourself the thoughts that maybe it's better to stop. Uh, it's a choice and uh, you can train yourself to overcome this choice to sit down and to say no, no I just go on 
because uh, if your mind says I go on, probably you can go on because yeah. you you really you you when when you just fall down and your system you know like collapses then then okay you cannot go on anymore but mostly it's your mind that makes you stop and yeah. so you can train all this by by uh, facing uh, all kind of things or situations in running but also in normal life yeah. that uh, that you say no no I don't like to do this but you still go on doing it. And one of the things is, let's say, doing the dishes. And if you have a dishwasher, then you don't know this. But if you don't have a dishwasher or you choose not to have a dishwasher, you know, okay, after a meal or after you, you know, like there's some dirty dishes, you still, you, you have to clean it. So, and it's not a nice job to do. At least for yeah. most people, it's not a nice job to do. So, but if you force yourself to do it, again and again and again and again then you will see that it's going to be less a problem and if you i used to have a house in belgium in the forest somewhere where we didn't have any dishwasher and not even hot water we just yeah. had to take some water out of the stream to do the dishes so uh, especially in winter time this was not a nice job to do the water was not most of the time not even hot because i didn't manage to get the water the hot the, the water hot so you have to do the, the dishes with cold water especially if there's some fat inside it's really challenging to do the yeah. dishes and it's not nice at all and then imagine if it starts snowing and you do the dishes in cold so but it's it it's going to be from from worse to worse but for me it became more like a challenge to do it and a mental training to do yeah. to find the most difficult situation to do the dishes and the same counted, let's say, in trainings. If you you can go for a training, because of course, if you're doing this ultra, m most of the days you're doing something with running or training. And uh, you can choose, let's say, the the best time to do your running, the like the best conditions to do your running. Like let's say it's not too hot, not too cold, it's not raining, it's a little bit windy. So this is a perfect time for running. But you can also choose the moment let's say and like well, maybe there is some rain forecasted in the afternoon so i can go for run to to run now but if i wait until the afternoon it's raining so it's yeah. more challenging and like I so you're looking for the more difficult situations so instead of avoiding difficulties you're just targeting this these difficulties and uh, when this becomes a sport let's say uh to find uh, the most difficult situation to do your training and so it's the same with with uh, it's a sideway but most most runners they are finding lightweight uh, gear lightweight yeah. backpack lightweight shoes lightweight uh, uh, rain jacket maybe but you can also look at it in an opposite way let's say to to find the most heavy shoes, to find the mm -hmm. most heavy backpack, to have to, to carry the most possible weight, because this is uh, a part of the training. Let's say to 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 look for these difficulties, especially in a training situation. So mm -hmm. to make the training as more as difficult as possible. So one of the things I did was carrying. It, it was it was one of the training forms I I, I used to do is just 
to take an old rucksack and follow it with to to fill it with stones and to go yeah. up like to run up with the rucksack with the 10 kilograms of stones inside wow. the rucksack and then uh another thing if you you can combine this for example with uh, another thing which is very mentally challenging for me at least it was yeah. now it's not so anymore it was um to do repeats to do for example hill repeats yeah if you want to train elevation let's say you want to train 2000 meters of 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 elevation and you have a, a 200 meter elevation uh, little mountain or a hill or whatever then then you just go up you did the 200 meters you go down again and you go up again and you you repeat this 10 times so these are called so called hill repeats yeah. Uh, the the first two is is still okay. The, the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, maybe also are still okay. But after fifteen times, you're really fed up with going up and down again. And uh, and so the uh, the repeat number fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen they are very very important. And then so like you're you're challenging always. You go to the limit and then you go beyond. So the best yeah. is. Most of the times I ended up going, let's say, 21 or 22 times up. Yeah. Like just not to finish it on 20. You you you, you say yeah, before you start one 20, or two 20 and you yeah. push yourself, just go on and do it one more time, just you know, for the sake of it. Yeah. And wow. and all these kind of things are uh and if you do this with 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 I did this hill repeats also in Greece. With the because in the Netherlands it was more difficult to find the hill. There was no hill at all. But uh, in in Greece when I started doing these trainings, I I started to make stone piles. Let's say on the points where I I I came at up the top of a hill, that I started you know, like started to carry these stones, and this is what I call the Sisyphus training. Yeah. From Sisyphus the 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 person in greek mythology that had to carry a stone up a hill up a mountain and then when it was up it was rolling down again and he had to take it up again the stone until the top of the hill and then it was rolling down again so endlessly yeah. going on you know, like going up carrying the stone <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this, at, at the maybe... time of doing this training are you enjoying it or are you just enduring it is that the whole point that it's you make it as miserable as possible mm, this is very interesting philosophical in, in in modern life everything should be fun or nice yeah. and this is how actually as modern people think about how society or or life would should be as comfortable as possible yeah. And uh, uh, once, at least for me, once I started to do this kind of trainings, I realized that it's not only about fun. It's also, you know, like fun is, okay, it, it can be fun, but if it's not fun, then okay, it's not fun. So it's not, not a big deal. And if if you, if 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 everything should be fun, it, it's not possible that life is not always fun. No this is not life so life means that sometimes it's not fun and if you are prepared for this not fun moments the better you are prepared for it the better you like you deal with this not funny situations yeah. so it means that also that that um 
uh, <clears throat> the not funny situations uh, become it's 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 not so it's not so difficult anymore and there's not so much if you train to deal with difficult situations uh, less and less situations are difficult yeah so, yeah that, that makes sense yeah so 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 it's it's a reverse way of of thinking mm -hmm. about it yeah. and uh i think many people now in these days are focused on this um comfortable part of life and so they are extremely frustrated or in pain or in problem if if they they come in a situation that it's not so not so nice and okay this is let's say how i i used also this trainings let's say in order to become let's say a more peaceful person or yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I guess you face challenges and the more challenges you face, the more you can deal with whatever life throws at you. Yeah, yeah the more challenges you face, the less challenges there are. Yeah, yeah. No, so I like this that. Is, so in this in this in this way all this uh pointless <laughs> trainings which you can call become not so pointless anymore, but make life more manageable, let's say. Maybe yeah. this is a good word for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's let's just talk about ultra running in general because that word pointless has just reminded me of a quote that stood out to me particularly in the book. I mean, there were a few of them when you yeah. first discovered ultra running, and I'll just I'll I'll give you a few quotes from the book. So, this is pointless. Um, ultra running hurts. Ultra is not fun. Ultra is what happens when I fight against my will. So. It's so difficult. Why? Why do we do it? Why? I mean, where does your drive for doing these long ultra events come from? I I, I was when 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 this all started. I didn't have a drive, so it's all let's say backward uh, philosophy. Uh, looking backward backwards to it, and I think that uh, that um, uh, doing. Uh, uh exploring let's say uh, myself in in this ultra races for all the the mental part uh, was like a search for uh for situations to bring myself into situations in which you can discover parts of yourself that in let's say in ordinary life situations you will not will not find you will not discover so mm -hmm. if you run for 60 hours 70 hours 80 hours non-stop then everything hurts everything is you're not comfortable at all anymore so you become a very very pure uh version of yourself and uh yeah you you, you discover uh, behavior of yourself and you discover um, uh, a way of, of functioning of your brain and body that you didn't know before and this is just a way to know yourself a little bit more and also in other situations where you you find let's say in ordinary life where you you find some kind of difficulty there um you you just know and you remember the 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 times in which you had such more difficult such more such such more difficulties than 
then in the situation that that you're now let's say then then you you can compare it and you say okay it's it's doable let's say in in work or in relationships or with family or you know like you you know from yourself that you it can be so much worse than than you're in now that yeah. it's it's relatively okay it's yeah yeah so, so this so is what? this is this is what it if if you if you go back to this quotes yeah it's it's, it's all about it's all about this you 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 go you go to a limit yeah uh, the suffering is 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 part of this so so um uh, uh, you know on forehand that if you do such a race or a project sometimes it's not even a race but you organize it yourself mm -hmm. so there's not a start and a finish line you just do it you just do all this to yourself, let's say, and you you, you know you're gonna, let's say, suffer. You, you know it's not gonna be comfortable, but this is the situation you're looking for, and you're looking for this not so comfortable situation to get over it, to you know, like to to deal with it, to learn how to deal with it, and uh, to see what's happening. It's just like like it's really exploring yourself and. Uh, but this has nothing to do with fun. And and again, like we we, we before we just said that life is not about fun. Life 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 is not only about fun. Mm -hmm. Let's say fun is part of life. It can be part of life. But um, to deal in like to deal with all the situations is is is, is more important. Is, is is more interesting. And to find out. Uh, how it works for you in your personal situation is for me it's very interesting to to find out and this is what i could see like to if if for other people who ask me why 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 you do all this yeah. i can you know, like i can just say to them that yeah this this is try try it yourself now if you if, if you have a need you know, like if you're interested in yeah. in this to to find it for yourself what, what's going to happen with you if you know i can and then like it's it's for me i'm it's in a totally different situation i'm a man i'm not able to give birth to a child because it's only like physically only possible for women um uh but it's 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 very you know like it's 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 a part of life in general which i cannot take part of so i can never experience this and uh uh, but let's say to be in a situation on a mountain, being exhausted, didn't yeah. not having sleep for 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 hours, for days, uh, hallucinating, seeing strange yeah. things, hearing strange voices, uh, being in a very strange situation. Uh, yes, this I I can do. Like so, this I can manage. This I can I can bring myself into this situation, and I'm, it's just very interesting. Like for me to see to see to see what happens and uh i i, I can also I, I i years ago i had some experiences with with some 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 drugs some some medicines let's say and i also had hallucinations let's say and and this is but they were caused by the medicines yeah or or by the drugs let's say and uh you find out uh, in such extreme race that same kind of things happen with you if you push yourself to these yeah. limits so it, this is very interesting right to yeah. it's it's kind of self exploring <laughs>
yes yeah absolutely i mean so yeah. if, what, what advice would you give to somebody who was thinking I, I want to give this ultra running a try you know what what would you recommend they do where should they start um i think uh, most people think they they would like also to experience it, maybe, but they think they cannot do it. They are physically not able to do it. They think they are physically not able to do it. And uh, I, I would say to them, just if if you're really interested, just give it a try and and just just go for it. And and an ultra, it, it it does not only mean ultra. It's also uh, for for some people like like running 10 kilometers like running for an hour or an hour and a half it seems like 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 far beyond their physical and mental limits and skills and i think just just go and try like try to get wherever you can and if if you're really interested and you'll find out and if you're uh, if 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 it doesn't really interest you anymore just don't do it and just stop after this first try and but but try to explore try to explore how far you can go and maybe you are the type of person that 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 maybe if you know, like if you're running a little bit more that that that, that you, you you can run some hours so you can run some distance and uh, you think okay but can i go on can i go further and just just this little bit going a little bit further is is very interesting yeah, and it doesn't matter how much the distance is. It doesn't matter how long it is. It's just this going to the other side, you know, like of what you know or 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 what you think are your mental and physical limitations, because the mind is something very interesting. The human mind is something very interesting, and the human mind is protecting the human body. Let's say so, the mind. If you go to the direction of exhaustion or uh, in like to to your physical limits, then the mind will protect your body, like by saying no, 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 you're gonna hurt yourself very much, or it's not good yeah. for your health, or it's not good for this or blah, blah. So it's all kind of excuses your mind will 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 give you, like to to avoid this uh, physical situation and but it's it is just very interesting to to get here and to just to go a little bit further and you know like to to have this accomplishment or to find out how it works or just curiosity or or, or whatever you know like it's it's interesting to to learn to learn about yourself yeah empowering i think it is when you go beyond those yeah limits. yeah 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 for me ultra ultra the, the the latin word of ultra means literally on the other side yeah if you say ultra river it means on the other side of the river so ultra if you see ultra as uh, to go to the other side of what is comfortable for you or what is uh, doable for you or what is attainable for you or whatever then it makes your world a little bit wider, a little bit bigger, yeah. or your vision a little bit wider or bigger. And this is just interesting. It's just interesting. It's not necessary, but it's just yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's next for you then? What have you got on the agenda for the rest of the year? Uh, no races for the moment because I'm coming back from a very uh, – long lasting injury on my knees i did too many elevation changes for a long time 
yeah and uh i'm just taking a big bit of a rest and uh doing a lot of climbing yeah okay rock climbing mountaineering and then it will come back in a way or not <laughs> i think yeah. it will come back <laughs> oh well yeah, yeah. It's, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you mig um thank, thank you, you. yeah very enlightening and very philosophical in parts thank you yes 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 so where can, where can people get hold of your book in the spell of the Barclay then and how do we connect to you? Bloomsbury published it and I think in most uh, bookstores it will be available in, in, in the UK and on and there's a lot of uh, possibilities to order it online. Let's say all kind of, uh, oh, uh, not making any publicity, but I think you can have it literally anywhere online. Yes. And and how do people connect with you? Are you on social media? You have a website? Uh, well, if you if you just check my name, yes, in uh, on social media, you you can find. But uh, I'm not I'm not selling the book. Let's say it's it's my. Yeah. Uh, I'm just writing it. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I can confirm it's a fantastic read. I, I read it in two sittings. So you know, if if you're oh, interested great, in Barclay great, and nice. finding out about ultra running, then do do give the book a read so thank you very much for your time it's been fascinating thank you thank you thank you very much yes to be in your show yes